Hi, this is Sensei James Leonelli from Sensei's Weekly Mindset, and I'm here to talk to you about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, and esports. Don't forget my personal favorite, MMA. We've got it all on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, we can help you find those on BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And don't forget Bet Online for NHL, boxing, golf, and like I said, my personal favorite, the sport of MMA. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Life isn't always easy, and you don't have to face it alone. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you have access to a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of needs. To get started, you simply answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's most convenient for you. The best part is, if your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price, all from the comfort at home. To start your journey and to get 10% off of your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash sensei. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash sensei. BetterHelp, you deserve to be happy. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I am back in my home recording space, ready to give you guys this week's food for thought. I am unfortunately not joined by my furry co-host Slade, as uh, the kids are getting ready for bed, so he is attached to them. He takes that job very, very seriously, even more seriously than his co-host duties. But nonetheless, I'm back once again to give you guys this week's food for thought and the lesson that came to me throughout the week. And, uh, you know, I, I'm always inspired by what's going on around me in my life, in my environment, in my school, with my loved ones. Um, and this particular thought is no different. Uh, it comes right out of exactly what I described. So some background, right? And uh, this past weekend, we had a block party on my block. I'm sure you guys are familiar with the idea. You get in touch with the town, you shut off the roadway, and the whole block has a giant party together, which is certainly a really cool idea, for sure. Um, and it was something that used to be done on the block perpendicular to mine uh, for a number of years. And, you know, they would invite the houses on, on my street as well. And we invited the houses on their street to this one. But it hadn't been done in, qu in quite a number of years. Um, even long before COVID, uh, like a good two or three years before COVID, uh, it had stopped. 
And I'm not sure if it was because the person who was coordinating moved or whatnot. And somehow, some way, the idea got kicked around again. And it was kicked around by, by Mrs. Ense and a couple of our other neighbors. Just like, I want to say it was maybe about four of them, right? Four neighbors or so who all kind of came up with the idea like, hey, this would be a cool idea. We should look into this. And collectively, the four of them, uh, maybe there's more, maybe, maybe I'm not giving enough credit where credit is due. But nonetheless, the, the four or so of them put in a whole bunch of thought, you know, what's the date, you know, what's going on here, there, whatever. And then additionally, they research what is necessary in our town. What do we have to do in order to get the road closed? Is there a permit? Is there, so on and so forth. And, and there is, and it didn't cost anything or anything. You just needed to go and apply. Uh, so we were able to go and do that. And that was, it was a whole bunch of planning uh, in its process. And it was funny, you know, like Mrs. Sensei, because she's a very creative person, made save the dates and she put them out quite a while ago out to a whole bunch of houses. And then um, this past week, myself and the kids hand delivered the rest of uh, the more formal invitations that she made up. And we went out and the kids were very happy to use their scooters to kind of zip around from house to house and hand out the flyers and it the, all the flyers went out nicely um and it was a little bit of a to-do you know uh, mrs sensei was concerned you know made sure as we were leading into the uh the party on on saturday we were leading into the party on sunday and you know she's a little distraught oh our house looks like this and you know this garden hasn't been weeded in this long and this garden looks like this and this and our grass looks like this and she was very up in her head about it and really wanted everything to be perfect. So we spent a lot of hours on Saturday after I got back from the school working on stuff around the house. And it was trying for sure. You know, it was a long, crazy day at the school. And we did a whole bunch of awesome, crazy stuff around here in terms of what we knocked out. And um, when all was said and done, we were both kind of just shot at the end of the day. Like, all right, we're done. Like, you know, it is what it is. And we were able to, to, to get to bed and, and whatnot and, and get to uh, the day of the block party. And, you know, she was humming and hurrying about, you know, do I want it like this? Do I want this like this? And it was really nice because everybody kind of set up little pop-up tents. You know, these days, easy up tents are, are, are kind of a really easy to come by commodity. Whereas years ago, putting up a canopy was such a pain in the neck. Oh my gosh. Whereas now you literally just, just stretch it out and stand it up and, the rest is cake and um it went spectacularly it really did i think i think it long exceeded um the idea that it was born from uh you know it, i'm sure people they they anticipated something you know kind of cool and i think it wound up vastly exceeding what it was that they had their sights set on when they set up the idea for the block party not only were the kids having an absolute blast, like really just an absolute blast. And I don't just mean our niece and nephew, but just the kids on the block and the surrounding blocks. There was just roves of kids running up and down the street. Um, one of the families uh, decided to, to rent an ice cream truck for a few hours. So the kids were happy as a clam about that. Um, you know, and the, the kid there's free, you know, free unlimited ice cream for the hour and a half or two hours or whatever it was. And the ice cream man, um, however much they paid for that um he lost money on the occasion like the kids were going nuts on them the adults to the same to the same regard were also 
uh, going nuts. And it was cool because everybody kind of made a little something. You know, my direct neighbors, they made some ribs. And Mrs. Sensei made some stuff. And the guy across the street made some tacos. And the person across the street made some awesome sliders. And another person made, like, you know, the traditional hot dogs, hamburgers. And everybody made a little something. And everybody's something was completely different. And it was cool because we all kind of like floated around and I got to interact with neighbors who, you know, we've done the whole like, hey, hey, doing thing through a car window um, in, in the passing, but we've never actually sat down and had a conversation. And we got to actually change that, which was, of course, a really nice thing to be actually be able to, you know, I, I know their names, I know their houses and that kind of stuff. I know their cars and everything, but to be able to really sit down and have a conversation with this person, get to know them that much better. It was a fantastic thing. And I think that as much of a success as all these people thought that this party was going to be, I think it vastly exceeded their expectations. I know it vastly exceeded mine. Not, not that I, I thought it was going to be some kind of like a kind of thing, but more that, you know, I, I had certain expectations of what we'd be able to pull off in the first year. And we well exceeded those. And I think we kind of well exceeded everybody's. And, you know, the, the, the talk of everything as we were winding down the night is, you know, first annual, first annual, and that we're going to do this every year. You know, maybe we'll kick it to a slightly different time of year to avoid some of the crazy heat and so on and so forth. But, you know, we learned and what we'll do better and what we won't, this and that and the other. But that brings me to the, the thought for today. And the thought for today is a pretty simple one. You know, the best laid plans of mice and men sometimes greatly exceed your expectations, right? We're so used to the idea that you can plan something out. And it's something we talk about frequently that, you know, we think about the what if, and we think about the what if, but we don't always think about the what if in the positive sense, right? We often think about it only in the negative sense. We think about, you know, what if, you know, what if we go to book this party and it rains? What if we go to book this party and the budget is sick. What if we go to book this party and, you know, we can't get the permit or somebody else's permits for that day or this person's not available or that person's not available or this pops up or that pops up. And we think only about that aspect of what if, the negative aspect of what if. But the thing is, sometimes things go not just according to plan. They go well beyond the scope of what you originally planned. They greatly exceed your expectations. And that's the thing. The best laid plans of my husband, they don't always just go awry. They often exceed expectations as well. And, you know, I think we see that over and over and over again in terms of success. I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind when I'm thinking about this is some of my students in the 90 day challenge. You know, again, just brief run on the 90 day challenge, fitness competition we do every year. You take a before picture, you eat properly and exercise your body for 90 days. You take an after picture 90 days later. And, you know, everybody who adheres to the, the plan, they get healthier. Right? And, you know, they may not lose a million pounds. They may not, you know, see this dramatic change, but their health increases, you know, in a noticeable way. But that's the thing. So many people think like, oh, if, you know, if I lose like 10 pounds, it would be great. And like, that's like, okay, I'll be happy with that. But then they follow the plan and because they follow the plan and the plan is so well thought out that what happens is the results of that plan greatly exceed what they thought that plan was capable of achieving. 
So those couple of dads that have won my last two 90-day challenges, they might have originally thought, oh, you know, if I lose 10, 15 pounds, great, you know, awesome. I'll be super happy with that. I'll be in much better shape. I'll feel better. I'll feel better about how I look. Everything be awesome. And then they greatly exceed their expectations. They more than double their original goal. They lose over 30 pounds each in 90 days, which again, what happened? They had this great plan. They followed this great plan. And what they thought the great plan was capable of achieving, they sold it short. They were able to greatly exceed what they had in their mind. And that is so true for so many things that we think of. And you know, it's funny, you know, sometimes you think about the creative vision you have for things, the project in your home that you want to knock out, um, you know, this new business venture that you want to do, this new division of business that you want to do. And we think about like, you know, okay, I could try that, but I could try that, but I could try that, but. And the but is for sure a real possibility. You know, you know, if you're, if you're a baseball player, that there's a real possibility you're going to strike out when you get up to bat. You also know there's a real possibility you're going to ground it right back to the pitcher and he's going to throw you out. But you also know there's a possibility that you're going to hit a home run. You know any of those things is possible. And if we only focus on the fact that we could strike out, that we could dribble out to the pitcher or whatever else, if that's where our focus lies, we will find that over and over and over again. Right? Do you ever notice how easy it is to find a red sports car when you're looking for red sports cars? Tomorrow, on your drive in, into wherever, at the longest drive of your day, I want you to think about Honda Civics for me. Just look for Honda Civics. Watch how many you find. Now, is it the fact that all this Honda Civics, you know, I arrange something and they're suddenly on your drive? No, of course not. Instead, you're just now noticing all the Honda Civics that are always around. And similarly, until you really sit down and think about what's possible, you know, we never really know just how far something can go. Instead, we get mired so much in what's right in front of our face. We miss the forest because of all the trees in front of it, right? But that's the thing. I, I feel like many people, when it comes to their goals and it comes to the things that they envision, they just don't dream big enough. And I don't mean that in a negative sense, like they're not being ambitious enough or whatever. But I think the average person has a distorted sense of their capabilities. Now, some people, don't get me wrong, their distorted sense of their capabilities is way too high. Right. They, you know, they think they're like the uh, the memes that you see floating around in, in the martial arts world. Like, you know, average man is, uh, you know, 4,852% less effective than he thinks he would be in a street fight. Very true. Right. So th those guys exist. The people who think, oh, I just see red bodies dropping. Yeah, those guys exist in terms of martial arts, but they also exist in terms of physical conditioning, right? Like, oh, I'm just going to eat super clean and I'm going to work out super hard. And it's going to be great. And they don't really know anything. So they make themselves super sore. And one day they eat one healthy meal. And they're like, I don't see abs yet. What's up? And then you go another layer deeper. 
and you apply that same thing to the person who has a vision for their house and they have a vision for the, oh, it'd be so easy for me to do this and this and that. When the reality is, it's not that way. So there's a certain percentage of the population that lives over there. And I, I honestly don't think they're that, that popular, that, that percentage of the population is that big. There's the realists who really know what they're capable of. And that can be anywhere on the spectrum, right? Some people know I'm the kind of person who's going to achieve highly. Others know they're the type of person who's not, or they're going to get frustrated. They're not going to put the effort in. And they'll achieve at a lower level. But then, you know, there, there's everybody else is kind of like moderate. Okay, this is kind of accurately where I think I can get to. The person I'm speaking to is the other third. The person who's putting out a $1,000 effort and envisioning a $10 reward. Right? We say often that you know you can't you can't uh, you can't uh, expect millionaire results when you're putting in uh, when you're putting in minimum wage effort. Similarly, uh, you if you only expect minimum wage F, uh, results versus you know millionaire drive, you'd be amazed how quickly you can exceed those expectations. Right. If you look at the production that Flex Fights puts on, I think it's a very, very well-produced show. And I don't just say that because I'm on it, but I look at the product that other, that other shows put out there. And I look at not just their commentary team, because that would be a little disingenuous, but just the level of production, you know, the entrances they have for the fighters, the way the music projects, their cage announcer, um, the quality of the video itself, how well the cameras are positioned, all of these things are part of the production. And many produ many productions, many shows, they think that, you know, they're going to make this unbelievable show, and they think they're, they're making an unbelievable show. There are quite a few of those. There are others that are more reserved, and they think, you know, oh, you know I'm never really going to put in it. But no matter what, I think... A show like Flex, no matter what the owners Chris and Nick had in their mind when they were planning Flex, I'd have to imagine that the production and the show that they put off, put on now, exceeds their wildest expectations. That doesn't mean that along the way their expectations haven't changed. I mean, I'm talking about that initial impression. You know, maybe I could put on a night of fights and and I could do this and I could maybe I could versus what we got now which is a, a very, very high caliber show and a very high caliber production, all based on that initial vision. And the thing is, I think as adults, when we're setting our mind towards something, we, as much as we might want to get mired in the what, one, the one end, excuse me, of the what if, where we're thinking about the negative stuff, and I don't think it's bad to think about the negative possible outcomes. Because if you know what the negative possible outcomes are, you will prepare for them. If you are a fighter and you're going to step into the into the ring or a cage and fight, and you know there is a possibility that the person's going to step out, throw one right cross, and knock you out on the very first punch, if you know that there's a possibility, you will train to cover that avenue of victory for your opponent. And the same is true when you're like, well, what if this? What if this? What if this? You know, oh, what if uh, you know I have too much staff and my business that I'm trying to build, I run out of business, my payroll is too high. Okay. 
Well, you know that. So you start small, one employee. You get it to the maximum you can one employee, and then you grow it and grow it and grow it little by little by little by little. And the same holds true for, for everything, for everything. When you think about those little things that could go wrong, it's a good thing because what it's going to do is it's going to set you up to exceed your expectations. Right? Just like the fighter who's thinking, uh, you know, I could possibly get knocked out by that first right hand, so I better make sure my hands are in position and my head's ready to move and I'm ready to do all the things necessary to make sure I don't get hit by that first right hand because that's extraordinarily important. And it makes them put their ducks in a row. So that way, even if they were expecting that at the beginning, they will exceed that expectation. And hopefully they will drastically exceed even their best expectation. And that is true for everything. If we put in the right kind of preparation, if we have a great plan, a great system that we're going to follow, and then we put in that millionaire effort, we're not going to be greeted by minimum wage results. It's just not going to happen. Instead, what will happen, it may not happen right away, don't get me wrong there. Instead, what will happen is that amazing plan combined with that million-dollar effort will breed million-dollar results. And if you were expecting, you know, okay results, and instead you get that top of the food chain results, that's a super inspiring feeling. And what I think that does to you is it helps you set your barometer a little bit more. Like, okay, I expected here, but I accomplished here. So next time I'm going to instead expect here. And maybe I'll still make that same jump. But if that's the case, I'll just change my expectations on the next one. And I'll keep doing that until they line up. Because we should learn as much from our successes as we do our failures. And we should also learn something from our worries on the way to our successes. Right? The best laid plans, the things we're worried about going awry, consider those too. Those will help you take that plan, make it better. So that way, that plan will not only succeed, it will succeed at a level that as of now, you can't even comprehend. It's like I've said to many people in my time, people who have been training in martial arts with me for years, you know, you might have envisioned you doing higher level classes and stuff like that. But I'm sure if you showed yourself on day one what you're doing now, you would never think you would be able to accomplish it. You're well past your wildest dreams. And that, my friends, is the lesson of the day. Sometimes those plans greatly exceed, greatly exceed your expectations. So don't be afraid of doing that either. Find that mindset. Find that effort and that great plan. And blow yourself away with what you're able to accomplish. So that's all I have for you guys this week. As always, you can reach me via email, senselianelli at gmail.com. On Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Sensei underscore Leonelli. Again, on Twitter, trying to step that game up just a little bit. Um, you can find me on Facebook. I'm Sensei James Leonelli. Uh, you can find my school online. We're at tskSmithtown.com. On Instagram and Twitter, we are at TSMMA underscore Smithtown. You can find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at TSK.com. You can visit Tigear.com and get a little more of the Everyday We Train line. Um, other than that, you guys can find the podcast on Instagram at Sensei's Weekly Mindset. You can find everywhere I'm on the internet at my link tree, linktr.ee slash Sensei Leonelli, S-E-N-S-E-I-L-E-O-N-E-L-L-I. You're going to find everything for Flex Fights there, everything for Swim for the Stars, our sponsor information. Speaking of sponsorships, sponsorship opportunities are still available. Reach out to me via email. 
I'll be happy to entertain whatever it is you throw my way. Other than that, my friends, make sure that you guys rate and review. It just helps. Subscribe, get your new episodes every Wednesday, and make sure that you guys do the most important thing, share the podcast. It's my only form of advertising, so I very much appreciate it when you spread the word. So with that in mind, my friends, thanks for listening. Until next week, invest in yourselves. I'll see you guys on the mat.